Well, good morning, kings. And uh, today we carry on with our look at the magnificent, um, glorious Psalm 23. So do grab your Bible if you have one. And uh, yesterday we looked at the first few verses and today we're going to attempt at least to to finish the psalm by looking at the second half. Um, let's pray, shall we, before we before we dive in. Precious Father, Lord of glory, we love you. We praise you. We, we just rest in your amazing gaze. We thank you that you see us. You know, every hair on our head. And as we wake today, as we begin to think about our days and just start to come before you, we we just want to immediately say we we really are in great need of you. We <laughs> we do need you, great shepherd of our souls, to come close, to lead us, to come to us. We just confess there's never a moment, never a day when we we can do it on our own. Although we do try to foolishly sometimes, we we just say, precious Lord, great King of glory, let your face really shine on us in these few moments now, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, so we looked um, at the first, only three verses actually of Psalm 23 last time yesterday, but Today we carry on and um, David, and if you know anything about David, um, although he was a king, and uh, we think he was a king probably when he was writing this, my goodness, um, his experience of both leadership and preparation for leadership was absolutely brutal. And so... um, this next little bit begins with these famous words, um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David was a man that, uh, you know, he would govern the respect of, of any if he was to walk into the room, um, in part because of the battles he went through and the dark valley times he went through. His own son uh, ended up uh, betraying him. It talks in the Psalms about um, him having a really difficult relationship with his father and his his brothers um, mocked him early on uh, when he was suggesting perhaps going up against Goliath. Um, when he was then anointed to be king, uh, his previous friend, Saul, the, the current king, just became obsessed with a jealous kind of um, compulsive rage towards him for years. And David fled for years and on and on throughout the whole of David's life. He really was a man marked with melancholy. We might say depression nowadays. Um and, you know, there's even a hint here, I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of real sort of despairing of life, you know, like the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about, um, I despaired of life, really dark times. And, um, you know, oh, oh, Christian, 
we don't have to pretend. We don't have to pretend. If you're listening to this and there are some dark times, I mean, you, I'm sure, know this, but our King, our true King, the Great Shepherd, He knows when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And these times do come and they will come. And they're very, very painful and real. And the Lord, I think, just immediately wants to honour any of you who feel like that. You just feel maybe like maybe even your life looks okay on the surface, but actually you're struggling with mental health issues and just tremendous crippling uh, darkness. And maybe people don't even really know. Um, David was a man who understood I think what it was to walk through this but he says this extraordinary claim that the shepherd is not just someone who helps us to rest as we learned yesterday he's also a rescuer in times of absolute darkness and uh, while we feel terribly alone and just abandoned he says but I will fear no evil because you are with me. I may not feel like you're with me. But just as a shepherd has a rod to whack away wolves. And he has a staff to guide wayward sheep. He's saying, Lord, even though I, when I'm in that place of darkness and I'm most prone to fear attack or most prone to wander. It's not my feelings that comfort me. It's the fact that you have a rod to protect me and a staff to guide me. That is what comforts me. That's what comforts me. It is the character of our God. It is not the character of my emotions. Hallelujah. It is not even how much I feel that you're there. It's this resolute trust that you are a protecting and a leading God, even when we're in that darkness. And then he, 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 he says this extraordinary promise again, that even in the darkest place, when there's real enemies, and maybe those enemies are somewhat in your own heart, like me at times, the enemies of, the, 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 you know, the inner critic that just beats me up and shames me, and relentlessly loves to gather around me um, and bring me down. Or maybe they're actual enemies, people in your life who are just against you. Or just the enemies of your own moods and circumstance. Whatever those enemies are, he says, you prepare a table before me. And in fact, you anoint my head with oil. The Holy Spirit, he is always able to come to us, even when we're in those dark places and, and anoint our head with oil. And, and so actually, amidst the difficulties, notice the difficulties, the enemies are not taken away necessarily. But there is this promise that amidst it, there is a table. Uh, it's like a picture of God's provision of his presence, of his of his joy and peace and kindness. The, the promises of God's provision of, of a growing sense that I'm known by him, even amidst these dark, difficult times, God 
you've promised and we can even and we must even learn to to pray the promises to the Lord say Lord you've promised not to take these enemies away but you have promised to anoint me and to supply what I need so that my cup overflows we know of Jesus of course who who in Gethsemane part of him wanted those enemies to be gone Lord, it's not my will, but your will be done. If there's any other way. But the Lord, the Father, was faithful to him and he's faithful to us. And he finishes by saying, surely goodness and love will follow me. Apparently in the Hebrew, it's almost this vivid description of like, goodness and love will hound me, will run after me all the days of my life, even when the grey hairs come. And the frailty starts to kick in. We can still say, Lord, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Henry Nouwen says um, the Christian life is always, in some ways, this choosing to either live in the house of the Lord or the house of fear. And he says our Father always wants to draw us ever closer to live, even when the darkness comes in the house, the house of the Lord, the house of love. Wow, I love the word. It it doesn't pretend that to follow Jesus makes everything easy, but my word, it promises provision and supply. You anoint my head with oil. So if if you are in that place where you feel that there is though that darkness coming, we can say to the Lord, Lord, prepare a table, even in the presence of my difficulties anoint my head with oil so that my cup overflows and let goodness and love follow me and crash into my life here today father i pray for any this morning who feel just like they're in that valley time lord thank you that through this you, you somewhat normalize mystery that, that you help us know that to follow you will always involve at times confusing, difficult times. Um, but Lord, would you come close, O King of Heaven, and would you anoint our heads with oil, anoint us with your presence, anoint us with all that we need to continue to trust you. And would you just let goodness and love, like glorious hounds, just be amongst us wherever we go, Lord, following us, your goodness and love. Let us see your goodness and love. Let us not dismiss your goodness and love. Let, let us be thankful for every small but incredibly precious gift that comes from you, even when we feel in a dark place. Let us name it and thank you for it, saying this is the goodness and the love of God following me. Despite the challenge, it's following me. God is faithful and kind no matter what we face. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Have a wonderful day and may his word uh, dwell in us richly as we go about the things he has for us.